0: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, And Ed O'Neill, FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
0: All right, tell me, to start me off like. season 4 tell me
1: fuck 2020
0: really like the whole thing how you, what, really
1: yes the whole thing the whole thing need to be gone
0: well <laughs> though I'm grateful for life and health and strength I will say that whatever age I was supposed to be turning December 2020 mm. I'm just gonna hold on to it for a whole nother year
1: Dead how ass. about that deadass
0: hey I'm Kadeen
1: and I'm DaVal
0: and we're the Ellis's
1: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
0: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy.
1: Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow.
0: (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married.
1: Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics.
0: Things most folks
1: don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100 the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level
0: Deadass starts now
1: so first and foremost let's just talk about where we are live live for season four we're here in where the, are we the fresh prince of bel-air mansion can
0: you even believe it dead ass like podcast my whole entire childhood like i'm getting my whole life right here right now
1: I know it's insane. I know it's, it's very, insane. very nostalgic. In it here. is. You just walked in, feel good. seeing
0: all the memorabilia, and yes. the pictures around here. Um, I just can't. I can't even believe it. When I pulled up, I was like, what's Philadelphia, you know, the... and <laughs> rain I'm like, "But for us, it's Brooklyn, New York." You know,
1: it makes well, sense though. It does make sense, but um, it also makes sense that we typically do karaoke. So uh, we decided to begin season four. For karaoke, we're gonna have a moment of silence for all of the lives lost uh, during the pandemic, yes. um, racism, and just life in general. So we're gonna take this time have a quick moment of silence. Thank you. So um, that brings me to story time.
0: Ah! Story time. We got mad stories. Yes, quarantine. we got mad stories so for quarantine. I want what you came up with for story time because, Lord,
1: um, it's it's funny. I had some I had some funny stories. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some some serious stories, mm-hmm. and I decided to go with a story that kind of encompasses what's been going on for the entire year. Okay, and it was early, early in the year. Um, the pandemic had really hit hard. Um, There were no sports on TV because everything was just out of the ordinary. We were watching CNN every like every second of the day because we yeah. were trying to figure out what was going to happen with COVID-19. And also at the same time, Armand Arbery had, you know, his murder case had started to pick up steam. And then it was Breonna Taylor. And then it was George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jackson came over to me and he said, um, like straight face, he said, Dad. Why do they keep killing us? And I looked at him, and I had realized that this was going to be the moment where I have to have the talk with him about being black in America. The talk. And I'll never, I'll never forget the day because it was two days before my birthday, mm-hmm. and from now on, that's over, I'm always going to remember March thirty-first. That's the day that I had to tell Jackson what it was like to be black in America.
0: So, I mean, when you think about parenting during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. there were many layers to it. When I really like sit back and look at where we were at the end of March, um, school was no longer in session. (laughs) We had the coronavirus pandemic. We had the racism pandemic. Yes, And. So many things going on. So there were many layers to what yes. it meant to be a parent now. Because yes. a lot of parents who are, were either working all the time and away from home, they were now home with their children. Right. Children weren't at school. Right. So going back to your story time, us having to unpack that time with Jackson, how did it affect you as a black man in America. And I asked that because I know how it affected me as your wife, man. me as a black woman, um, me as a mom to three boys, right. you know, three whole boys, which I joke about a lot, but I know how I felt about it. Right. So I could see the hurt in you, not just for Jackson and for our sons, but for yourself, because right. you've experienced many different, you know, times where you yeah. felt like you were tr- tr- treated unjustly, yes. you know,
1: well, I mean, for me, it, it was unpacking a lot of things, but also recognizing that we were in a, an uncharted territory when it comes right. to the world. At this point in the year, Jackson had already lost two of the people that he idolized. Kobe Bryant had died. And then weeks later, Pop Smoke had died. Ah, oh, Pop Smoke. So, yes. you know, I, I was already dealing with death with him mm-hmm. because, you know, he was just like, you know, he's just like, yo, like, what is going on? Right. And then... Armand Arbery's murder was on television. Right. And Jackson's at the point now where he can Google anything. Right. So it's on YouTube. And then the Breonna Taylor story came up. And then George Floyd. So for me, it was like, okay, how do I compartmentalize? Because I'm angry. Of I'm, course. I'm like, I'm pissed. Right. I'm just angry. Right. So I want to, my first response is to project that anger onto my child mm-hmm. and be like, don't do this, don't do that. You got to be worried about this, white people this, white people that, the police this, the police that. But then I said, you know what? Now is the time to educate because if I don't educate him properly, he's going to harbor the same anger that I harbored from Mm -hmm. the time I was young. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents grew up, we grew up in, in Brooklyn and we grew up during the time of Stop and Frisk. And my mom was very adamant about teaching my brother and I at the time. And then my sister, she got older. What it was like to be black, because she was the first class to, to end segregation in Brooklyn and go to James Madison High School. She was the first class in the early seventies, so she that's very like, like she's very passionate about that. But even through that passion, there were certain things that my mom didn't explain to me because as you you know as you learn more and you learn better, you do better. Mm-hmm. So I grew up a little angry. You know, a lot of angry. I'm not gonna lie. I grew, a up, I grew up a lot of angry, <laughs> yes. and um, I just want. I chose in that moment to not put that anger on my son. Mm. So we started to talk about history and you know Aiden was staying at the house yes. at the time Our nephew Aiden was with And him. the sad part yeah. was there was no like there's no distraction right. if sports was on if there was something on TV that they could watch right. I could be like oh we'll talk about it later right. go watch this right
0: or even after having that conversation there was a way to rebound after right. that it was just the thickness right. in the air right? The thickness in the house the atmosphere that Was just, you could cut it with a knife. Yeah. It was like, how do you rebound from that? It's like, okay, let's go back outside and play. And it was like, "Mm, I don't know if I really want to play right now.
1: No, it felt like Groundhog Day because we watched CNN every single day and they weren't in school and then. You know, there wasn't much for them to do except go outside. Plus, we had to be away from people. Mm-hmm. So I was his refuge. You was his refuge. Yeah. So any question he had or anything yeah. he saw, he came running to us. Mm-hmm. And I and I can understand how parents at times become overwhelmed. Right. Because I'm still trying to deal with the, the trauma of watching that on right. TV. You know, I still got to deal with the fact that we don't know where our next paycheck was going to come. Because I remember in the beginning of March, we had our lowest uh, number of income than that we have had in about two years. Mm-hmm. Because all of the brand partnerships had stopped. We couldn't do the uh the live podcast tour. Right. We oh yeah. Film. We had a lot
0: of things going on. Our viral right. got canceled. So also- for those of you who were you know, we had a whole season yeah. last last season that we dedicated to us renewing our vows and we were hoping to open season four with all that, you know, great news and footage and whatnot. And then
1: everything just came to a halt. Whole so um plan. I was frustrated. And I had to figure out how I was going to remove that frustration to educate him, mm-hmm. and I leaned on you a lot. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, you know. Um, as as a black man, there's not many places that you feel like a king when you're in America, because mm-hmm. you're always considered the worst case. You know, you, you always consider when you step out your house, you consider worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. If I come across a police officer. I got to worry about happen. this. You know, if I go into yeah. this store and people start following me, I have to worry about this happening. It's not until you come home that you feel that sense of relief. Yeah. You know, dealing with corporate America is the same thing. Like I can't be too black because if I'm too black, then they're going to be like, oh, he's the angry black guy. But if I'm not black enough, all my black counterparts are going to be like, oh, he's a sellout. Right. So all of that stress is relieved when I come home and I have my queen, my wife. You know, and that that brings me to ask you, how did you deal with the fact that you had to deal with all of your kids, your boys trying to figure out where they stood in the world and then your husband right who was just like I was you knew you you could see it on I my face I was were. over yes. it. I hadn't I didn't post in like 4 or 5 days
0: yes. Yes. I didn't post anything funny
1: how did you deal with that
0: For me it was unpacking several different layers of being Kadine being wife being mom um and I was struggling with finding out Mm -hmm. where was I going to fall in this whole ecosystem of change. Right. Because Mm -hmm. we felt like also you and I collectively and both individually that we had, it was a responsibility that we had with the platforms that we've built to be able to speak on or address certain topics that were happening at the time. And for me, I felt like it would be tone deaf of me to just continue to produce content that was avoiding what was happening. You know, so I was struggling with that because emotionally I was a wreck. All yeah. I could think about was the time we were in, the uprising that was a happening, mm-hmm. and having to raise three black young men in this world of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Feeling deep down like there was a hopelessness Mm -hmm. that the change wouldn't even come for their generation. We didn't know when this change was going to happen. And then just watching how angry you were and how hurt you were and you feeling like, man. And and I know I thought I thought to myself, you know, I was praying one night to God and I was like, what did you see in me to make it fit for me to have three boys that I was raising, you know, and and the strength that I felt like, you know, you have as a mom, you have a certain level of strength. I'm like, God must've knew better with me because apparently I have some strength that I don't know about because the way I love my children and I love my husband, At that point, I said, you know what? I may have to disconnect a bit from social media. I remember reaching out to our manager and saying, you know what? I may just need to breathe for a second yeah, because there was no way that I was going to be able to, you know, there's one thing to to be involved in in social media and be socially active, but then to just repost memes and repost what you see. To me, I'm like, where am I actually going to evoke change? Mm -hmm. And to me, it was more important to find out where was the change gonna lie for me? Um, how was I gonna you know fall in that ecosystem? And then who did I want to affect directly? So I felt like with my hands tied with the coronavirus, being you know, bound into our home, the only place that I could really evoke change that mattered to me was in my household. Right. And it was with you, it was with the boys, it was with my parents. Like we were literally taking that time to now you know love on each other. Yeah. The love that we may not feel on a day-to-day basis yeah. from from you know the outside world. I felt like it was my duty as wife and mom and daughter in that circumstance to create a space for everyone in our household where there was a level of comfort and you know, you can be emotionally vulnerable if you needed to be. Like that was my role. I mean, comfort food. Let me tell y'all, the the baker that I have. Yeah, become, you
1: you was making food every night. Every baking day, cookies. I mean I
0: was cooking, I'm a whole ass patient. You made an apple now.
1: turnover. I never forget. you I made an know. apple turnover. How you just decide you're gonna make an apple turnover?
0: I made an apple turnover now. I'm turning over over my my, my joggers. Don't <laughs> I mean, zoom you, in. You still look Jacob, you, don't you, zoom you into the good. belly fat. All right, thanks. You look you but, look but, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm intact for y'all on camera. Well,
1: you was intact for me.
0: I, that part. Plenty two, of
1: nights you was my apple turnover. Lot
0: of stress relief happening <laughs> <laughs> in the house.
1: Apple turnover. You know, um, but. <laughs>
0: it really forced me to really evaluate what mattered most to me. And later on in the season, I'm going to talk about just purpose and how that shifted for me and me Mm -hmm. really wondering why, like, why am I here? Who Mm -hmm. am I here for? What am I here for? It really gave me a chance to just like decompress and then refocus on the things that really mattered. And I think when we pull away all the distractions that mm-hmm. we've had, you like you said, you know, sports wasn't on for you to just say, oh, we will talk about it later. Right. It's like, oh, you got to run here, there, and everywhere. Being in the house together, it really just forced me to take a look at Kadeen, mm-hmm. the person, the career woman, the wife, the mother, the daughter, the sister, the friend, everything.
1: Here's the thing. Now that we've unpacked how you felt, mm-hmm. how I felt, Mm-hmm. How did we parent or how are we parenting during the pandemic? Yes. All right. So there's some funny stories in here. All right. That I got. Okay. Number one, prior to the pandemic, uh-huh. Kadeen has been a germaphobe. All right. And y'all Thanks. have seen me on Instagram, make fun of her. We used to get on a plane and she used to bring out a Lysol <laughs> wipe. And wipe down every seat. She used to put the mask on. She used to spray the aerosol can in the plane from early. From early, so as
0: my people would say, from morning, (laughs) I used to be on them planes disinfecting. Okay,
1: it was funny because everything you have done—taking your shoes off before you come in the house, wiping things down, washing your hands—it was almost like normal. So I remember Jackson saying to saying to me once again, "It's like why people so mad? They gotta be clean." (laughs) So what were people, dirty (laughs) before? And I was just like, yes. (laughs) Yes, Yes, they were. It
0: was a whole hot mess.
1: So (laughs) as far as the pandemic was concerned, well, that that pandemic, Mm -hmm. that was normal to us. Right. You know, it was a little bit different because the kids had to be in the house. And I think we're our family's a little bit different because you and I work from home a lot. Right. We did travel mm-hmm. a lot prior to. So there were months where we'd be gone. You know, a month here, a month there. We wouldn't see the kids for weeks at a time. So we got time to miss them. Mm-hmm. They got time to miss us. Right. But for the first time, all five of us and your mom and then your dad came to live with us. Mm-hmm. So I had the whole jealous, the whole uh, Joseph clan in the house, guys. <laughs> you sure <did>. I had <laughs> Mimi and Papa, and Papa yep. living in the house with us, and I have realized that when you miss, when you have time to miss people, you can put up with some of their little quirks,
0: right? Because we all got our little, we things. all got our little. Quirks. I call them isms. Yes. So people isms. have their isms that make them who they are. Yes. And people aren't always going to be feeling you when you get into your like, right. isms and whatnot.
1: So. When we talk about parenting, we can talk about parenting our parents because we pretty much became parents to your parents and our kids.
0: Talk about role reversal. So we reversal. have five kids in the house. We're talking about role reversal. And all the stuff that
1: you think is funny and cute that somebody does when you get a chance right. to meet miss them. Shit ain't funny no more. And
0: it's like, the boys would be bickering, and then my parents, they start bickering just because they've been (laughs) married for 36 years, and that's what married people do. And I'm just like, yo, what is going on in here? At times, DeVal and I just felt like we had to hide. like just, Just just, like hide, and we were just like, you know what, guys? We're going to need to take like an hour or two. We did. We run off and do our own thing for a little bit, you know, safely in the car and whatnot. In the car. But you know know what I did learn?
1: I learned how to give not only your parents' grace, Mm -hmm. but the kids' grace. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times parents don't give their kids grace. Mm -hmm. It's do what I say and do it right now now. or it's a problem. And we don't realize that the kids are going through the same emotional struggles that we're going through. Talk about it. This is the first time ever in our life that I had to sit back and say, you know what? Jackson may say something that may be a little off the cuff Mm -hmm. or like out of his character and I'm not going to snap. You know what I'm saying? Because (laughs) I, I had to realize, like, I realized that Jackson had been with us for now it was about three four months in a row didn't have any outlets couldn't no. see his friends Talk
0: about outlets. We all need couldn't them. see his Even friends our couldn't see his teacher all yeah. of them yeah. so he would
1: say stuff sometimes like I remember he snapped on your mom one time your mother had your mother was saying something to him and he was like enough
0: <laughs> what I was I like didn't hear that one. no you didn't and the you elbow didn't drop real quick See, wanna, because
1: that's why, see, as a dad... Because
0: we don't do disrespect in the house. That's we what don't, we but, don't that, do.
1: but that's what you, you realize during the pandemic that people have their triggers and kids are allowed to express themselves. Now, you don't allow for disrespect. Of course, I pull on my side and I was yeah. like, why, 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 why are you talking to your Mimi like that? And I allowed him to explain mm-hmm. what he was feeling, what he was going through. and mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that he has the same frustrations. And the same way we snap on kids sometimes right. and afterwards got to apologize. Right. Kids kids gonna snap. Right. Especially if you have intelligent kids who you encourage them and empower them to use their voice. Sometimes... They're going to say stuff. <laughs> yes. And during the pandemic, I learned to give my kids grace.
0: Yeah. If that's one thing that we do is encourage our boys to, to speak yeah. up, um, yeah. to speak up not only for themselves, but to help speak up for others. Absolutely. Which is why it was also important for us to discuss with them what was happening in the current climate, because we want them to, yeah. to be advocates for people as well. Absolutely. You know, those who don't Absolutely. have the voice to be, um, And you know, with staying home orders, keeping parents home from work, kids home from school, the mm-hmm. role of parent really shifted from not just parent to teacher, you're like, I, I, I joke about being the lunch lady, um, Devours the physical education teacher. Yes. Um, we're an all day playmate sometimes, depending on the child. We were potty training cats in the process. So it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience. Um, but the pandemic, I think, also presented an opportunity for us to connect deeper with the children and really learn each child. You know, we have three children. You and I are the same exact person. I mean, depending on the day, Um, (laughs) (laughs) let's be clear. And then I think about our kids how they're, have their own little isms and their own individual things that make them tick and Absolutely. their own little personalities. So I particularly enjoy the time that I had to just really learn more about who our children are. Because we think mm-hmm. about it. They get up in the morning. Jackson goes to school. Cairo would have been going to school full days. And they're literally gone from like 8 a.m. to maybe 3 p.m. And then there's a short window of time where it's like homework. And then there's you know dinner. And then they're in bed again. So now we really had like an all day to learn them and to grow with them. And it was interesting when you were doing work with Jackson. Yes. His math work. Yes. um, Explain how that really made you realize how his mind worked and how you realized there was a deficit that you had as a dad.
1: Well, you know how typically you come with the stats, right?
0: Facts. But you got stats today? I got stats today. Let me find out DeVal did research.
1: Well, actually, True did the research, (laughs) but I have them. So I'm going Tribble, to present Tribbles them back to the, the people. The re- all Thank right, you. Exactly. Shout out to Tribble. Do all not right?
0: let her facts and her time go waste. I won't.
1: Waste. Check this out. Okay. According to research, about 64 million Americans are living with children under 18. And since the coronavirus pandemic began in March, over 67% of public schools have been canceled uh, in in-person classes, which we all knew, right? right? Mm-hmm. Now check this out. Eight out of 10 millennial parents agree that their child is one of their best friends. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, that was not the case. <laughs> Think about True. that. D- Best friends? I don't think that's No, ever that has that not level been the case. Never. And Next. that's because of the way we parent. Right. You know, we we even hashtag different. millennial parenting is different. And this is another reason why. 74% of millennial parents involve their children in household decisions which significantly higher than Gen X parents. You yes. see, so there's a reason why. Also, dads are more likely than moms to use YouTube to connect with their children. Now
0: Whoa. <laughs> check now check now check surprise, this out. Surprise.
1: Now And there's a reason why I gave y'all those stats. Okay? Okay. As a parent now, Mm -hmm. you resort back to how you were parented to make sure you're parenting the right way. Okay. Right? But studies show... The
0: right way. The right way. The right way. What Mm -hmm. we talk.
1: But studies show and what we realize is that we don't parent and we don't see our children the same way our parents saw us. Mm -hmm. So there were times during the pandemic where I, I tried to resort back to what my parents did because things were so different. You know how you go back to what's natural mm-hmm. and it wasn't working. And then I started to feel like I was failing as a parent. And that brings us to the homework. Right. Jackson's Jackson started doing third grade math. And he and I are sitting down and we were going over um Pythagorean theorem, which is extremely advanced Isn't for third like grade. Is that like sixth grade math? Yes. I'm like, Wait, that's third grade math? Now? So, we're Who going knows? over area, we're going over uh perimeter stuff right. of that nature and I'm used to him just picking things up, Mm -hmm. not realizing that he hasn't been in school to be taught this stuff. Mm -hmm. They're just sending home the the, the work. Mm -hmm. So we go over the area, and I'm like, what's area? And he's just like, length times width. I'm like, boom. So I'm like, what's perimeter? And he's just like, length plus width plus length plus width. I'm like, or it's two times length plus width. He's like, I got it, right? So then he do the problems, all of them are wrong. (laughs) So I'm like, boom. Like, like we went over this. Like, right. what is area? Length times width. What's perimeter? Two times length plus width. Okay, do the problems. Get some wrong. So now I'm screaming and I'm using the same type of force that my mom and dad used with me in right. homework. And I'm just like, get it right. The or you got short,
0: short with homework, all right? Super,
1: super short. And the thing is, I don't, Bruh. I don't hit Jackson. Right. You know, I used to get popped, right? Mm-hmm. So Jackson was push-ups. We're at about 275 push-ups at this point. Jackson can't my do no more, more push-ups, right?
0: Deval, you be doing <laughs> this like behind closed doors because I don't be witnessing this, Listen, this. I'm probably running around with cats half naked trying to probably train them. As so. a
1: father, you're not gonna understand. I hate and I don't know. I'm not i am not going to understand, even though it. I'm a father. I get so
0: it. I, I cannot I hold my corner. You right. know, i stay and, and in my lane. So. I can
1: admit that I fucked up. Please, fuck up. <laughs> All right? I fucked up. All right? So after about two hundred and seventy five pushups, Jackson's arms damn near about to fall off, right? I'm like, yo, br- what's the problem? And he was just like, I'm nervous. I'm like, what are you nervous? He said, I'm nervous to get the wrong answer because I don't want to upset you.
0: Well, it's too late, Jack. Right,
1: but but then I'm I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, like, wow, I didn't even give him the latitude to try to figure out the problem. I just automatically got upset because he did it wrong, mm-hmm. and I realized that that was a response that typically I got from my parents, mm-hmm. but also I was going to school at the time. So I should have been in school paying attention. He wasn't even in school. Right. So then I had to kind of check myself and realize that, you know what? I'm not just a dad in this moment. I'm a teacher mm-hmm. and teachers can't give kids push-ups and spaz on them for not doing homework properly. So I was like, you know what? It's time to recalibrate. It's time to use YouTube. So I started to use videos and different things that he could, uh, associate with the things that he felt were comfortable with and we use youtube videos to figure out math problems and make it fun and i realized that i have to come down to his level sometimes as a parent in a pandemic and meet
0: him where he's at and meet
1: him and and not expect him to be where i am because
0: the way this guy this this little boy now rolls out basketball stats you know doing math in his head now and i'm just like wow he's actually starting to get that
1: well i also got him a tutor Yes. Because I, I did yes. understand that, We
0: do also know what we can and can't what do. What I can't
1: do. And also, shout out to all of the educators, the teachers out there, because Bruh. we as a community of people mm-hmm. took you for granted. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm, she's just a teacher. He's just a teacher. No, let me explain something to you. Trying to teach 28 to 30 kids Pythagorean theorem in third grade is motherfucking hard. Because I had one kid to teach and <laughs> nice. I failed horribly.
0: Right. So
1: right. respect to all of the teachers for the jobs that you right. were doing. Knowing that
0: so so many children, they all learn differently. Yes. Different approaches. It's like, how is anything traditional when it comes to teaching methods?
1: No, it's, it's I insane. Know, I don't know how they do it.
0: It's insane. So yeah, that that was that was the interesting story. Because also too, I think you felt like You weren't as involved prior to this with his homework and stuff. Me as well. And I thought I was involved. You know, because we... And Jackson's very responsible in that. He's just like, I got it. Like, I'm good. I got it, you know? Yeah. we, I think we took for granted with, especially with us traveling and being busy with work and whatnot. We took for granted the fact that yo he's still just nine years old. Like he yo, still needs to be you are checked on and looked after right. and all that good stuff. You know, but he's just such a nurturing, responsible kid that I think we sometimes take for granted that he well, may just need some help.
1: I seen you had some troubles with the two little ones. You know, we kind of we kind of delegate responsibility, right? You know, so
0: Deval's like when they're over five, I I got him.
1: Now that's <laughs> not <laughs> true. Under five, I, I, he's I deal like, with Cairo <laughs> and Cash on a limited basis. All right. At least
0: he admits it. He on admits it. Basis. Did we get that on camera? That Deval is part time when it comes to Cairo. You Kaz. said that
1: I'm too harsh. You said I was too harsh on Jackson. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna wait till they get to the level where I can be harsh with them. So I engage with them in ways that. I can engage with them. But, right. you know, at this point, at three and two, they want mommy. So I'm like, that's true. Go to mommy, go to Mimi, do, you know, right. do what you got to do. Right. Come to daddy when you want to. I know. mean, we
0: did have some like little moments and like little milestones that happened during the pandemic with the, with the kids. Like Cairo, all of a sudden we realize it's like this beast athlete. Yeah. At three years old, almost yeah. four, yeah. you know, wanting to work out. And I love that they were able to bond our boys. Like, Jackson being five years older than Cairo, I was always kind yeah, of they concerned got a lot about closer. them not being, um, you know, really tight yeah. because of the age difference. But literally, the, the two of them particularly have been like this. Yeah, they got I mean, close. Cairo wanting to mimic every single thing that Jackson does. Jackson sometimes being like, oh, my God, here he goes again. But I'm like, yo, that's the responsibility of the, oldest. the oldest. Like, if I yeah. was the oldest, I'm the oldest. We've had yeah. the younger siblings that are... Tagging along all the time, so um, you know, Kaz is potty trained now, y'all. Yes, for the most part, he got down number is potty one. Trained. Number two is touch and go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: number two
0: was touch and go, but hey, praise be to God that there is some progress. Yes. Um, any other moments that you can pick out during quarantine that you really felt like ah, oh, this is like a heartwarming time for me with these boys?
1: No, I mean, in in totality, it was just like realizing that as much as you think you're involved, when there's so much distractions going on in the world mm-hmm. and one thing I will say about 2020, everybody was saying 2020 is my year. It's the year of clear vision. It cleared up a lot of stuff for me as far as being a father. Because for the first time in my life, I had nothing else to do but be a father. Right. And you realize if if you're the type of person, and I, and I got this from being an athlete, is that um, the eye in the sky don't lie. You know, you mm-hmm. always have to reflect on what you've done mm-hmm. and, and own up to what's wrong and what's right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you have no other distractions because there's no work, you can't go outside and all you have to focus on is your children. It will show you as a parent how much you're not doing and yeah. how much you could be impeding the progress of your children by your actions. Yeah. And I think Or that's lack what, thereof. Per, or lack, or thereof. lack that, thereof. That is what the pandemic has showed me. Mm-hmm. And um it also showed me how intuitive our children are. Yeah. Because there were times where, you know, Jackson walks over and mm-hmm. he'll just be like, Mom, you good? Oh, Daddy, you good? Yeah. Yeah, you know,
0: brings me to tears every single time because I was like, you really be caring about me. Yeah. Like there's there's this little person that actually cares about me. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. I mean, I've come across <laughs> thanks to Dribble, uh, 10 facts <laughs> to strengthen a parent child relationship. All okay, right. Let me see. So let's see. Let's see how good we are here. Let's see if we can give ourselves like checks or whatever. So number one, aim for 12 hugs or physical connections every day. Uh, physical therapist, Virginia. How they come tier. up with that number? Well, according to Virginia, she famously said, we need four hugs a day for survival. We need eight hugs a day for maintenance. And we need 12 hugs a day for growth. I see our audience in the back there shaking their head. Is that true? (laughs) That's mad hugs. That's about 36 physical (laughs) interactions for us per day. (laughs) We're doing the math. What
1: if your children, because we talked about teaching our children how to say no. Kaz, for example, I found out, is not a guy who enjoys physical touch. Right. You know, Kaz, come give me a hug. No. No. <laughs> and I want him to be okay right. saying no. Right. Because we want to teach them about personal boundaries and that you have Facts. autonomy over your yeah. boundaries, over yourself. You, you know, long gone is the whole give auntie a hug, give uncle a hug, sit on this one's lap. Because that creates generational trauma where they feel like adults have access to them physically. So, right. If, my, yeah, kids hugs, if right. my kids don't want twelve hugs, if my kids don't want twelve hugs, but not I mean, you have different hugs. ways
0: of interacting. Like you, have, you know, like give me two. So they'll give you like the punch, punch. Like that's a way of engaging. I think physically with them, where they're just like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, I'll if they can that...
1: equate punching me in the stomach to hugs, then we cool. Cause right. my mind, my, my kids don't mind like... punching me in the stomach. That's that's our <laughs> thing. That's what jumping we do.
0: all over you, jumping on my back. Yeah, you, know? you so know. So that's good. I mean, I would say that that's pretty pretty fair. I fall I fall around number two. I'll grab them and kiss them. I don't care. You came out of my whole body. You you were in my whole entire body. For a good nine to ten months, right? Okay, so don't act like you don't know where you came from, bro. Right? All right, play laughter and roughhousing keeps you connected with your child by stimulating endorphins and oxytocin in both of you. Making laughter a daily habit also gives the child a chance to laugh out the anxieties and upsets that otherwise make them feel disconnected and more likely to act out.
1: So, you already know that I do that since we have boys, it's a thing. And this is a thing that I created during the pandemic where I call them over, like I'm a stern dad voice. Jackson, Cairo, Kaz, come in. And they walk over and I say, did I tell you I love you today? And they always smile and they go, no. <laughs> and then I give them a hug. I kiss them on the forehead. I pick them up and then I punch them in the stomach and I tell them get away from me. <laughs> that is a thing. That's a thing that, that's a thing that I, I developed.
0: And you usually stand back in the cut and be like... But that's something Cheezing that we developed. Bag, yeah, it's super cute.
1: Because sometimes during a pandemic, you forget to tell your kids. You see them all the time. Yeah. And the days roll into each other. You forget to tell them that oh, you love them. Oh, talk about
0: the monotony. okay? Right. And like, before you know it, it, it's
1: two, three, four days. You're like, I had not say anything I but mean, negative I things to my kids. The best
0: part is that I have adopted that philosophy as well. So there are many moments when I walk over to the and I'm like, did you tell me that you love me today? You do that? And then you be like, no.
1: <laughs> I always say no.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Did I grab your booty today? You- Did you? Can you go to number three, please? Number three.
0: This is probably my favorite one, even though it sometimes seems virtually impossible because we're trying to juggle work and whatnot. Turn off technology when you interact with your child. Cairo point blank told me one day, mommy, get off your phone. Yes. I'm yes. talking to you Yes, with the most stern, stern
1: three-year-old. Yes. But,
0: well, you know Cairo's voice is a little deep for a four-year-old. And he was just like, mommy, I'm talking to you. Turn off your Turn phone. Your f- You're not looking at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not looking at you for real. And I was like, okay. And I put my phone down. And oh, I came down to his level And I was like, yes, Cairo. Because he was telling me a story or something of the sort. And I was just totally not engaged. It's almost impossible. Sometimes I've been I there feel before. like. What do you mean?
1: Well, we've had this conversation Oh, with Cairo, you, you mean? Yeah. No, 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 we've had this conversation with you. Like we'll be talking and this is Kadine's favorite thing to do. Uh-huh. I'm listening to you <laughs> I'm, I'm because listening. I feel like I can multitask.
0: What? So I'm like I'm listening with one ear and I'm, you know, replying to something in the other. It's just that yeah. You know
1: how nobody wants to be multitasked. I agree.
0: I, I don't agree. want to be I'm, multitasked. Uh, the Lord is working so, on me. I
1: know the kids don't want to be multitasked.
0: Facts. Connect before transitions. So I guess Creating this new normal for kids because we're all transitioning and pivoting into what is now the new normal for us. Which I hate to say new normal. I feel like it's a new temporary.
1: I do want to explain this next one because I think this one is important. It says make time for one-on-one time. Do whatever you need to do to schedule 15 minutes with each child separately every day. Vital. You and I made a point of saying that, okay, today is mommy and Rowie day. Yes. just y'all two yes today is mommy and Cass day today's daddy and devout uh daddy and ja- uh, jackson's day mm-hmm. we made a point to do that so each child feel like they have a bond with each parent individually and yes. they're just not the sum of a whole for sure. Which is important. You no,
0: know, it's great. I like to be able to kind of rotate that too because yeah. it's not just like DeVal with one child all the time or me with the other all the time or my mom or dad with one, but mm-hmm. it was nice to rotate that. And we have our own little like things. I feel like I'm developing like little things with Jackson that are like our inside jokes. Yeah. Like, his sense of humor is so bomb. I it remember, is. He it's It's funny. He and I, there was something that my mom did. And my brother and my sister and I joke on my mom and dad all the time. Like, it just comes with the territory. So, there's something that my mom did. And I started cracking up to myself. And I look over at Jackson. And he's on the floor y'all, laughing. And we y'all were two laughing were at the same
1: thing. Y'all two are idiots. And
0: I was like, oh, my God. This is the moment when Jackson got <laughs> the joke. And
1: then your mother goes, now you have my grandkids making fun of me. And like, y'all two laughing, crying. Like,
0: literally in tears, like, me and Jackson. what is wrong and just, with y'all? It was something so simple and stupid she did. She probably pronounce something wrong she probably said like oh get his birth surfer ticket like a true jamaican (laughs) i'm like you mean birth certificate mom no the surfer ticket and
1: y'all wouldn't stop laughing could
0: not stop laughing um and i'll just list off the the other ten so i mean the other five so that way we don't take up too much time going through but um welcome emotion Listen and empathize, slow down and savor the moment. I've been doing that lately, sucking it all up. Mm. Um, bedtime snuggles and chat. I could have got you right there, and but then, I'm going to let yeah, that I rock. That's why, we bro, were, that's why I kept because, <laughs> because, moving. All right. All that's right. why I kept moving. DaVal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <To> <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, yes, <laughs> you set exactly. it up. I, I could have dunked it, but I I'm going to I know you it could go. have. I, I right? totally would
0: have handed it to you, too, with the whole assist. <laughs> um, bedtime snuggles and chat and then show up. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, and get into some ads. So that way we could move on to my favorite portion of the show. Listener letters.
1: She still knows it, y'all. She still knows it.
0: Yep. Ain't much have changed. That's one constant from 2019 to 2020 for me. I still want to be knowing what's going on in y'all life. And y'all <laughs> be telling me, I mean, y'all be emailing us and whatnot. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered.
0: When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day.
1: I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion.
0: That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
1: All right, guys, we're back for Listener Letters, Kadeem's favorite part of the show.
0: Yes, sir.
1: And I'm going to jump right into it. You're going to jump
0: in? All right, go ahead and read for me. My husband
1: and I both drive a lot for our jobs and listen in the car. Deadass sparks great uh, discussions over dinner when we're home. We've been married almost two years and we're entering the when should we have kids conversation. We both want kids, but we are so happy as a couple right now. It's scary to know our lives will change so much. How did you know when the time was right?
0: Yay. Thank you for uh, for listening, Thank first off. Thank you for off. listening, yes and to know that we're sparking conversations, yes. healthy conversations. That's the whole that's point. That's what this was about. This is yes. not just therapy for us, but what we're hoping is that it will continue to, you know, encourage people to engage in conversations with their significant other, yes. friends, family, all that good stuff. So happy to hear that. Thank you so much, sis. Um, what I'm also gathering from this statement here or this paragraph is that you both want kids, but you're happy right now and you know that things will change so much. I think that's one yes. thing we've made clear that children, yes, children, Definitely change, change a lot of things. I think having to decipher when is the right time is almost impossible in a sense. There's like no there's right certain times. practical things that you need to have in place. For example, do you have a roof over your head? Are you making money? You know, there's certain things that you know you need to have when you are preparing right. to uh, to start a family. But if you're debating on that actual right time, it feels like you're never really ready to like dive in. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like that double dutch rope when you're like, you know. You know, and I'll stand out there forever, like, oh, here's the rope. Here's the rope. Do I jump in? Uh, can you jump still jump? Like,
1: can you still jump double, Dutch?
0: I wonder if I can. I haven't done that in years. I
1: would love to see you jump double. I would
0: dodge. love to take it back. With your to earrings that. on this hair. With, my, with my hair. And oh. then
1: your, your chest right here, back. and your hand going. And then you go in,
0: and then you pop up, pop up. Hey. I'd be watching. That you. took me back. I'll I knew be you would be. Let me, you know what? You were such a creep. But anyway, <laughs> um, that being said, yeah, it's kind of like this, like trying to get in the rope. But once you get in, you as long as nobody's double handed, you will be able to start <laughs> jumping and catch your rhythm and then you go. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. my analogy when it comes to parenting. You know, there's never really the right time. But it's like you step up to the plate. You're ready to jump in because, you know, you have the, the, you're equipped to do it. Right. You know what I mean? You're wearing the right sneakers. Your laces are tied tight. And then you can just jump right in. So I say, you know what? You guys are happy as a couple. That's yeah. an amazing thing. And I think you can work on being happy as individuals as well. Mm. So then when you become parents, you can be great parents individually as well. I like you know, that. And share that happiness that you have for each other with your children. Because there's nothing better for me than having a child with my husband, knowing how much I love him, how much I knew that he was going to be an amazing father. Like, those were all things that encouraged me to be like, you know what? I'm about to get right. it popping on this honeymoon. And uh, we were fortunate and blessed enough to get pregnant on the first try. Right away. So, Yeah.
1: I Yeah. I just think that... Um, When you're happy with your significant other, take the time to get to know them. Take the Mm -hmm. time to do some of the things on your bucket list together first. Because once you do have children, things definitely change. So um, the fact that you're planning, knock some things off your bucket list. Enjoy each other. Make the decision and then move forward. Because there is no wrong decision in life. There's no wrong decision. Like Life is, is your... It's your canvas. You make of it what you want to make of it. So there's no right time. There's no wrong time. You just make the best out of the time you have. And children are always a blessing. So enjoy each other yes. and then uh, make that decision. And I promise
0: way. you, once you do have a child, you will almost not even recognize or be able to remember what life was like without them. You know what That's I mean? True. No, I can
1: remember what life was like without them. I can. I remember. I remember.
0: That's true. Some yes, does. I do. That's true. That's a lie. That's okay. not like,
1: see, this, and this, is, this is important. And
0: this go is back. important
1: because <laughs> Men and women have different mentalities When it comes to having kids It
0: is different And
1: this is the truth Okay, okay? Once the kids come Mom's sole purpose Is the kids So dude yes. Understand this Once these kids come
0: Yes You if don't it, matter it, no more th-
1: Alright nah, 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 There's nah, nah, levels
0: to the men. Oh like, hold on Hold on
1: Let me finish my Let me finish my All
0: right, go I ahead. I, I Alright go ahead Finish your thought
1: as a man, when you ask a woman to marry you and to bear your children, you have to understand that you made that choice. I was talking about this yesterday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You made that choice that this woman is going to have your children. She is going to put those children first, and you are always going to be second to the children. That's what you decided. Right. So at that point, you can't then be like, I'm tired of being behind the kids. So understand that once you make that choice, that's what it's going to be. Right. And don't, don't have children. Until you're ready to accept that. I was not prepared for that and wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got older in our marriage that I, right. I realized what it was. And I had to own up the fact that you know what? I asked Kay to marry me and I wanted to have I wanted her to have children. If she's not putting the children first and I'm not putting the children first, because I put Kay first. Mm-hmm. As a man, my sole responsibility is my wife. And I just feel like her responsibility is the kids. For me, it's her, her is the kids. If she's focused on me and I'm focused on her, who's focused on the kids?
0: That is a fact. So
1: that's just the reality of it. Like That
0: is true. That is true. So true. And, and women, you know, being the vessel of life, yes. we have a different, a completely different connection and bond with each child. Absolutely. Having gone through pregnancy, even women who are going through unconventional ways of getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Still, there's that maternal instinct that kicks in, whether you have a child via surrogate. There's a maternal instinct that kicks in once you know that you are mothering a child. Mm-hmm. So naturally, a lot of focus goes to that baby, but then you have to also realize that if you did not yeah. have this baby alone. This baby was made through love, which I would hope, and that you also have to, you know... Give Daddy some time too. You know, make oh, some time I appreciate for that. Make some time. For that. I'm still working on it. You know,
1: yes, yeah, a work in progress you from know, both. I'm still from both, on like it. the same way she but, had to uh, learn to give Daddy some time. I had to learn to respect the fact that the kids are going to have to be first. Facts. So also understand and give each other grace as you're going through this process of life and changing mm-hmm. because you're not going to have all the answers to understand it. Mm-hmm. So if your wife is upset about something, understand that she she has validity in being upset. If you're upset, give yourself grace Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I feel like this. Why do I, you know, why do I feel like this? But understand that you're entitled to feel that way, but work your way through it. Very
0: good point. All right, girl. Uh-huh. Hope that helped. All right. And we have one more listener letter for this episode today. Hey, Deval and Kadeen, I need some advice. My boyfriend and I have been in a relationship for a little over a year. We're both 28 years old. I've struggled for some time on whether or not this relationship is for me. I know. I know. If you have to ask, it probably isn't. But it's not that simple. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know, sis. You put that in there. Um... I don't have any kids but he has 3 kids 7 7 and 5 I'm assuming twins mm. um Sometimes I feel like it holds. I don't me know.
1: Back. He ain't say twins, seven, seven, seven. year old twins oh. and five. He said seven seven. I and was five. trying to
0: give bro the benefit of the doubt, but it could be to two. I'm reading between from the different... lines here.
1: She says she's not sure if this relationship is going to work. Some things is there. But you are jumping she's...
0: through the story. You are jumping through the story here. Sometimes I feel like it Hold holds on. me back from what I want to do in life. I'm young. I'm a registered nurse. Okay, sis. Currently working on my MSN to be a nurse practitioner. Okay, sis. I feel like. I'm successful for my age. I want to travel and take trips and live my best life. It's hard for him to keep up with me because of the kids. I understand that he's a father and that's his priority, but I worked hard to get where I am. I don't want to waste my years away. What makes it harder is his kids love me. If I leave, I feel like I'm hurting them too. They'll get over it. You ain't a they mama.
1: Yo, They'll get that's over it. Messed up. I'm. Sis, Yo! sis, you
0: set all this up to say you got all this going for yourself. You this, you that. You, you are all that. You want to live your best life? Do you really want to be a mother to three kids that are not yours? That could be twins or not twins. I could don't be even know from two
2: different- who you are right now.
0: Listen, these kids nowadays are resilient. I don't know. They are built differently. They are a different breed. They will be all right. And you are not their mother. So.
1: I am appalled by that answer. Buy them a answer. parting
0: gift. Buy them a parting gift. Amazon got mad deals, sis. I can send you links. You can even borrow my Prime account. Y'all send them some parting gifts and be on your merry way.
1: Is there vodka in this? Periods,
0: periods, periods. All
1: right, With a can, is it my end. go? Is it my go?
0: That's my, that's my two cents. Okay, um,
1: <laughs> no, um, no, lady, listen. All right. Once you decide you're gonna deal with a man with kids, you made a responsibility to get in those kids' lives. You can't, and then point, just be like, you know what, peace, I'm out. If you didn't want to deal with the kids from the very beginning, you should have been like, nah, you got kids, I ain't with it. To play, to play double dutch, like you said earlier, <laughs> to play double yeah. dutch with these kids' emotions, it's straight messed up. That's I mean, jacked been, up.
0: That's not really what if like somebody Karen's did time. that
1: to Jackson, Cairo, and Cass? What if you and me go... <laughs> hold up. hello. I let, you let you have your... You
0: imaginary circumstances I let you have your time. You let and you yeah, have your time. Sir. Can I have my time, please? Stop with your hypothetical... Can I have my time? I can't even get my time. Stop with your hypothetical... I can't even get my time. I hypothetical. Hypothetical stepmothers. I can't get my time. There will be
1: time. none of those. Are, are you done? Sorry.
0: Go ahead.
1: Hypothetically, right? Right. You die right I'm not? just saying let me get through I my hypothet- hypothetical. because hypothetically because hypothetically we can't get a divorce because then you might let me get my story Don't done be
0: putting death on me, but right, Hy- hypothetically you die right
1: mm-hmm. but you still up there in the esoteric sky and Facts. you can see what's going on right Watching down. I start dealing with a chick right mm-hmm. she starts to be motherly to our children right and then out of nowhere because she want to go to Bali she just decides she want to be up and gone. you're going to haunt that lady you're that's gonna easy. go to her house in her sleep, and then you're gonna be like, What you mean? I'm gonna go fly to the house. Yes, and be like, ooh, yes, ooh, that's what you're gonna do ooh. dress just like this. Yes, except you're you making a whole glam, squad. exactly. I'll and be, and I, not, you're gonna not, drive not her people, crazy. Though. I
0: want y'all to live, but I'll find somebody up in. in so, would heaven. you want
1: some exactly? So, you would haunt her because she did that to our kids, but you're telling this lady to do that Actually, to her? Actually, no, I'm haunt kids? your
0: ass for introducing her to my children for a little over a year. You died. There.
1: you died.
0: but still, but you died. You got my mom, you got my sister, you got your mom, you got people, you could send the kids to when you want to go frolic with her in Bali Sands. Don't be doing that with my kids and then putting them through no emotional. Now illnesses. I'm in trouble
1: for a hypothetical. Y'all see what I'm saying? You know what? That's the end of <laughs> listener letters for today. Because I'm not even trying you're looking good and sis, I'm trying to get some of that. Live your
0: best life. You are wanna... RN, you are young, you are doing your thing. Just you be popping. responsible.
1: Be responsible with being them kids.
0: If anything, it this may is a perfect example. A Me and her don't be agreeing
1: on everything. I don't agree on that. So I don't All right. Agree well, on we that. can
0: agree to this. You foul.
1: You foul. I gave
0: you my perspective. DeVal gave you his perspective. Take a little bit, leave a lot, whatever you're going to do, girl. But I'm you
1: proud you of you. To Go to do this, your this. thing. That's messed up. I'm right up. now. 2020, you live living this. Well, in the after this, I don't
0: know if y'all are going to want to write in for listener letters. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That is.
1: That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Here's my moment of truth. It's very simple. It's very short. While you're going through the pandemic with your children, give them grace. Give yourself grace. This is uncharted territory. Allow them to grow as people. You grow as a person and have as much fun as possible because this will be over soon. We just got to get through it together.
0: God willing. Absolutely. And my moment of truth is... That the days may be long, but the years are short. And when you really think about it... Oh, you came with the profoundness on that. I you heard that somewhere, though. Pro- don't don't. You can Google that. I'm not trying to plagiarize or whatnot. However, <laughs> I'm just saying that. I heard that somewhere before. I was before. about to give you credit
1: for that. About to you was you about them. to give me credit me for that, that back shit, back. but I heard
0: it before. Taking that all
1: take back. back. Take, take it, it back. back. But it's
0: still, it's still be, it still be hitting, though. It be hitting. The days are long. And talk about being in quarantine... It's yeah. like 24 hours, like you said, perfectly groundhog day up in this bitch, like all the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's the same, mm-hmm. the same, the same. But when you really think about the grand scheme of things, the years fly by with these kids. So just try to make the best of the situation. Try to like savor those moments. It goes so incredibly fast. When Jackson turned nine, he looked at me and said, mommy, mommy. I just turned nine. You know, that's like half of my life with you guys. In yeah. another half, I'm going to be 18 and I'm going to be an adult. I was like, oh, yep. oh my God. Like, I literally... He going to be gone
1: complete,
0: to, No, house. he's not. Yes, he will. Babies, y'all can always come back home, just so y'all know. No,
1: you can't. Let me look right in the camera and say this. No, you cannot. No, you gonna There's going to come a disagree. point in your life where it's going to go back to before we had kids.
0: Yo, DeVal, how are you, how you going to be sitting here in the Bel Air mansion? Shout out to Airbnb one more time. How are you going to be sitting in here and talk about our kids never coming back home? Like they kids came back, Hillary and, was almost all the way engaged. To and did you home. see
1: how Uncle Phil looked every time he walked in his kitchen and them kids was in there? <laughs> did you see it? He was pissed. He was like, "I thought I gave y'all the pool house. I got you an apartment, and you still here? There's gonna uh, come, come, come a point where I'm gonna just want my wife when they grown. That's true. I'm gonna want my wife. Touche. Looking just like this. Touche. All right.
0: Uh, got to do what it do."
1: So moment, yeah, I appreciate that's, your that's moment it. of truth, Thank but y'all you. can't come back home after college. Fine. All right. Fine. Yes.
0: To be continued. We'll we'll discuss that <laughs> in another nine years. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. Like we said, now we kicked off season four with an Instagram page because y'all have been asking for it. So dead ass the podcast. Yeah. And you can find me, Kadeen I am as usual on Instagram and all over.
1: And that's I am DeVal. And once again, shout out to iHeart. We're now part of the iHeart family. So much love to iHeart. You can find us here. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
0: Exactly. And let's kick off this new season with you telling a friend. Tell somebody. Engage in some conversations, if you will. Catch up on the past episodes. Listen to future ones. Be sure to listen wherever you listen. Deadass. Deadass, baby.
1: Deadass is a production of iHeart Media Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth.